for that Heineken brew. Thirsty. It ain't enough that I run my city. We bought a pound more puff than Diddy. Rolling the cushion at old school Philly. Have your left eye seeing T-Bars and chili. No, no, I mean like an interview, like like somebody interviewing you for like on the radio or something. Oh, but nigga, that was like fucking middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, no, I did no high school because I did an internship at a um, I did an uh, internship for my uh, for the high school I went to the charter school. Uh-huh. I was doing an internship at Terra SD, the first kitchen I worked in. I had cooked a luncheon for like um, luncheon for like all the uh, higher ups, like the people like that work for the school district and shit like that. And they interviewed me for that shit and they wrote an article about me and shit. But I was in like tenth or eleventh grade. Oh really? Yeah. Was that your first cooking experience? The first cooking experience I had was at Barbecue Pit, National City. Really? Yeah. The niggas maybe I used to bust tables and fill up barbecue sauces for fucking eight hours. <laughs> really? Wait, how old were you? I was fourteen. It was my internship. It was my first first internship in the kitchen. All right. All right. Let me introduce the podcast. This is Darian. Uh, Adam is currently in the middle of a 13-hour drive to Salt Lake City from Seattle. So I brought in a special <laughs> guest today. You want to introduce yourself? What's up, y'all? Justin. <laughs> Chef Justin. Chef uh, Justin. You want to give a last name? You want to give uh, where you work or not? Chef Justin Augustine. Right now, I'm currently downtown San Diego at um, Hotel Solomar in charge of uh, J6 Restaurant in Upper East. Good for you. Uh, there's a reason I wanted to bring you on. You were like one of the first thoughts that I had, first guest thoughts that I had uh, for bringing somebody on because you not only have I known you for like eight years and like when I met you, you were a prep cook and now you're an executive chef, but you're also the executive chef at like the second job that I had when I moved back from Denver. So, <laughs> so I remember when I worked at J6, like I cooked for the RZA, I cooked for Justin Timberlake and Cameron Diaz yeah. when they were together. Uh, yeah. Carlo, Carlos Santana was there. So I know, I know, but like, that's a, like, that was the spot. And it's still, I, I, I don't know I'm, with the pandemic and everything, it's everything's been crazy, but yeah, I mean, that was a spot for like celebrities and like go and chill. And so, yeah, we've definitely had a couple little hot, uh, people come through. Um, Shit, what's his name from Baby Boy, but uh Tyrese King Rains, but oh I was a nigga was cooking <laughs> eggs but naked in the kitchen and shit, but I was there. <laughs> he was there for a little while. Um and then at the other hotel that I worked at too, Hilton Gas Lamp, since both of them were like right there and in, in, in um right there in the heart of the gas lamp, you know. So mm-hmm. I had a couple couple people come through. I cooked for Rizza too, Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah, vegetarian. Vegan. Oh, man. I was vegan. I had to make them some vegan portobello tacos. But. Oh, how'd you do that? Uh, shit, no butter, no nothing. Just fucking. I had to get a brand new clean pan for them. I was I was cautious because I'm like I'm not finna fuck up the RZA, but <laughs> everybody's gonna hear about this. <laughs> Give the RZA diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> everybody hear about it. <laughs> yeah, but I made him some shit from scratch, and he came and I introduced myself to him too because I had to bring it out to him. Uh, oh, you oh you met him. Yeah, I met him. He was at the bar drinking and shit. They had a, um, it was like one of those luxury car shows that they had at the convention center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of them were staying at our hotel because this is directly across from the convention center. So mm-hmm. 
it wasn't like a full introduction. I was like, hey, what's up, bro? It's nice to meet you. And then here's your tacos. And then that, that was it. Because <laughs> I guess I, we're not really supposed to uh, intermingle with them like that. So, right, right. But they let me go out there real quick because I was in charge. Mm-hmm. So, is he as tall as I think he is? Yeah, I think he's tall as shit, bro. Like, look like he could play basketball or some shit. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I felt I had to look up to him. Big yeah. Rain's not that tall, but he's just big. Oh, yeah. He yoke. Just, just yokey. He didn't even look like he was like, I ain't worked out in years, but the nigga was still on chunk. Oh my god. <laughs> like 50 cent at the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Fat yeah. but still muscly. <laughs> just just old Chuck for no reason, bro. Well, yeah, I've had a couple of celebrities come through and then especially with working for um when I worked for the uh Padres Stadium, San Diego Padres, um, working at Petco, we had a bunch of people come through there. Kind of we had to cook for their concerts and shit like that. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a cool experience. Snoop Dogg came through, had the whole stadium smell like loud. Really? Uh, yeah. Everybody, yeah, he was smoking. He was had a little golf cart. He was just smoking through the golf cart, riding through the stadium and shit. Well, I mean, that's Snoop. Everybody knows <laughs> he's smoking. Like, <laughs> they're not gonna stop Snoop from smoking. They don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> this nigga's on the Super Bowl stage. I tell you, half time just smoking, but you don't give a fuck. But yeah, man, it was cool. But yeah, currently at J6, been there for about, um, say, two years now. Said right before the pandemic, I got I got took over there. Mm. Crazy experience because I brought in, I got brought in for, I got it brought in for a week to see if I really wanted to take the job. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, as soon as I got over there, the executive chef there quit. So it was like, okay, well, now you're here. Then I was there for maybe a week, and I had to. I was introducing myself the first week. Then the second week, that's when the pandemic hit, and we had to shut down the hotel. So it was like I'm introducing myself, and then next week I'm like, "Oh man, I gotta let you go for I don't know how long." <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, hey, what's up? My name is Justin. I'm, I'm here. I might be your chef, and then. Oh, uh, hey, I'm Justin. <laughs> there. You don't have a job right now. Uh, sorry, sir. So. <laughs> Weird ass position to be in, bro. Weird no, ass position. But, um, but luckily, you know, out of the, I want to say like, out of the 10 people that were there, then I probably got maybe now with me from that original group, I got two people from that original people. Oh, really? Yeah, two of them. Rest of them is like other people I have brought in and shit like that. But <clears throat> yeah, that original group of like uh, the sous chef, because there was two, it was the executive chef, two other sous chefs there at the time. Um, so like three, three line cooks and three dishwashers, because they had to cut like, and a prep cook, because they were cut down like to bare minimum because of the COVID and everything like that. Mm. They had way more people at the time because of, because of the two kitchens and shit. But right. Yeah. Once we got ba- back, I was only able to bring back uh, five people, but all the other cooks, only two cooks answered back. One came, one came back and had a kid, and at the time I was able to offer full time hours and shit because mm. of uh, COVID. So he got another job. The same with most of them. Most of them came back. It was just because we weren't all able to offer full-time hours when they first opened up. You know? So they were trying to open up in the middle of that COVID shit and people wasn't still coming outside. So, right. uh, 
Yeah, so most of them left because uh, we weren't able to offer them full-time hours, which is understandable. I probably would have left too, but yeah. uh, I was executive, so I was still getting my hours. So um, Plus your salary, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they was like, you got to be here. So I'm trying to get them to stay and try to give them more hours, but they were trying to get me to cut back because shit, right during COVID, I, mean, I was doing everything in that motherfucker, bro. We was, I was in there washing dishes and there prepping, fucking office work. Everything. I'm glad we didn't have banquets at that time because I probably would have <laughs> probably would have went ball stressing out, boy. <clears throat> would have been looking like you back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I got a full head of hair now, though. So I'm oh, good now, but I didn't even know you could grow hair out of for a moment. Nope, nobody knew. Crazy. Nobody knew. That's the best thing Came about shaving your head. After a year, it was like, what is this? It's a surprise. <laughs> surprise. I got a full head of hair. Full head of hair and a beard. I said, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back. You said your first your first kit, uh, restaurant job, you were at the barbecue pit. You're 14 years old. What happened after that? You went to so, high school? Uh, so in the high school, the high school that I went to at the time, um, I had got kicked out of the school I was at, so I had to go to a charter school. Oh, no and way. Then, you got kicked out of school? <laughs> That's what I said, bro. I'm like, come on now. Me? <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I got kicked out of that school. I had to go to a charter school. So at the charter school, you only went to school three days out of the week. The other two days you had an uh, internship. Oh, it was okay. like one of those like business development schools, like trying to get you prepared for college and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So first internship, this was like uh, I kicked out freshman year. So this is second semester of freshman year. Uh, I got a job at the Terra. No, my first one was at a at a music at a music studio. Then I was like, you know, then I uh, one of the dudes told me like, if you worked in the kitchen, you can get free meals. So I was a little fat boy. I was like, free meals. <laughs> Wait, you him. was a little fat boy. You I you're still, a fat yeah, adult you know, right, now. right now. But. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was like, fuck it, free meals, I'm going to the kitchen. And then the barbecue pit was my first one. I was at 14. Then I went to, I was like 14, turning 15. Then after barbecue pit, I went to the Terra, Terra Restaurant and Bistro that was located in like, um, in the cusp of like North Park Hillcrest area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over there by the zoo and shit, by, okay. the, by the little bridge. So I was over there. I was over there for about, a good year and some change. I was about to turn that one into a job, but um, but he thought it was gonna still be an internship to where like I work for free. Uh, I'm like, nah, nigga, you gotta pay me now. But I'm not, I'm out of school. <laughs> I'm not in school no more, but I, I get paid. You, you want me to come back? So he was like, I will think about it. Have me come back for a week, and then they cut me out. But it was a good, it was a good experience at that one. That was like my first experience in like a real kitchen, like braising short ribs and making like real food. So mm-hmm. um, that's the one I did, and I got inside the little article and shit for the for big picture schools and shit. And then, um, so after Tara, I went to the Burger Lounge. I uh, helped out the Burger Lounge in their first one in Kensington. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah. In high school. I That's crazy. With, yeah. What year was that? That was my, I was junior year. And I was the same thing. We was working there. Me and my partner worked there all summer money. And he worked there with me. Uh, so we worked there all, all year. And then that one, we actually did turn into a, a summer job. But 
they they kind of pushed us out quick there too. So I was I was employed there maybe a maybe a month, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, and then, then they then they let me go real quick. So what you're telling me is nobody wanted to keep you. They when they had to pay you. At, they wasn't keeping me at that time because I was a young Afro American, bro. It was and they was not fucking with me at that time. Well, that time I didn't really have any too much of a work ethic afterwards, anyways, because I kind of did it for school. Mm-hmm. And then once it turned into a job, they were still trying to treat us like we were interns. So I'm like, yeah, y'all gotta pay me now, bro. Like they would pay me, but then I couldn't get no tips. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm working for my tips, bro. So hey, yeah, I started keeping my I started keeping my tips. <laughs> you tip me, I'm keeping that shit, bro. <laughs> I'm not throwing that in the pool. That's that's going in yeah, the pool in my pool. pocket. Nigga, I, got, I got a pool in my pocket, nigga. I'm gonna pull this out of my pocket at the store, goddammit. Fucking pool. We left that one, and then um, my freshman, I mean, my senior year is when I, I didn't have a kitchen internship. I just had, like, a regular one. And then I went to college, uh, Cal State Northridge. I went up there for two years. When I came back my uh, second year of, of Northridge, I had the decision to either go on back to school or that's when I could start at the um, – that's when the patio restaurant was opening up in uh, on Lamont Street in Pacific Beach. So it was like, uh, do I really want to go back to school or do I want to start the career and shit? And then, um, Wait, were, you, were you going huh? to college for culinary? I was going to college for business, okay. <clears throat> business administration. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, do I really want to go there or just go, go right, right into my shit. I'm like, I can, I can definitely do the cooking shit. You dropped out of right, you dropped right out now. of college to go to the patio. So I left. <laughs> yeah, I did. I dropped out of college and shit and went to to go work for John at fucking um at the patio, which was pretty cool because when we first opened up patio restaurant, um, that shit was like a test kitchen and shit. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a restaurant. We were all just in there in the test kitchen, just playing around with shit, learning shit. So. And then I was getting paid for that shit. So it was kind of like going to school, but getting paid for it, you know? Right. So it was a good experience. I was, we were in the, ke- the before the restaurant even opened, we were in the test kitchen for about a good six, a good six months, you know? Really? And <clears throat> the first one we were in there, a good six months. When we went to Goldfinch and they put us in the test kitchen, we were only there for, it was quick. We was there for like maybe, maybe two months, if that. Mm-hmm. And then they threw us right into Goldfinch and was like, because like, we all started making money. That's when Gina was still doing her little shit, you know? So <laughs> she was trying to get that money. What, you mean scamming millions and millions of dollars <laughs> from people? Rest in peace, Gina. <laughs> that, was the, that was the beginning of the scammer right there. So that's when she first started branching out. Then she got Goldfinch, then she got fucking the Swell Coffee, then she got. What patio in the fucking ballpark, nigga? Fucking Bow Bow Beach. She boy. opened up a boxing gym across the street. She opened she had, up. Boy, she had the. She had. She she bought out what Surfriders Pizza and fucking uh, at Bishop Beach. Yeah. And what, what was that other steakhouse oh, out there? Saskas. Saskas. Boy, 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 boy. She was all, at that motherfucker. Always scammed. Scam money. Always scamming. Oh man, I thought I thought my boys on the block was doing the scamming right, boy. I gotta get in this white collar crime, but shit. Um, she's doing fifteen years though. No, I, no. Yeah, she was she got too greedy. Yeah, went to patio 2012. And then that's when 2014, around then, that's when we opened up uh patio Goldfinch. Mm-hmm. 
That's when I met you in 2014. Yeah, that's when I met you around 2014. You was the uh, quiet nigga with the glasses flipping eggs and shit for a while. Long time. Five five years, I think, four years. Yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. Even after I graduated, I still had to work there because I couldn't find a real job. I mean, it was like, nigga, I'm going to school. I'm not going to be here. Like, oh, bud, you go to school, nigga? You scholar, blood. <laughs> then I graduated. I walked out with my econ degree, and people were like, oh, no, we can't hire you. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Here I am. I'm just here to stay. Flip eggs every weekend. Yeah, flipping eggs, boy. Yeah, we was all there for a minute, boy, but shit. Thing once we we all started leaving around the same time. I think you were like the you stayed. I mean, yeah. you stayed the longest, but I think yeah, it was E left first, then I left, then yeah, then you. No, Geo left first. My bad. Oh, they yeah. wasn't fucking with. He was. They wasn't fucking with him. You know. That's what happened when you fuck on the boss man daughter. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah three quarters of us went went to eat a korean barbecue last night you want to tell us about your experience for your first time eating korean barbecue man that shit was fire boy i gotta get out more i gotta get out the hood bro well Fucking, i'm telling you man i didn't even know about that shit bro all you can eat and they just keep bringing you shit nigga down the little capri sun soju boy <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> Um, uh, soldiers have me right, boy. What was the first one? Was the lychee? Yeah, the lychee. And the second one we had what the alien, alien juice, boy. whatever, whatever he called it. That second one was the one. I should have got that. We should have got two of them. <laughs> I wish, wish we could got that shit to go, but that shit was big. Yeah, man, Korean barbecue, bro. That's the new wave, nigga. I'm about to start fucking around with that. Like every other week now, nigga. Fuck it. I mean, we gotta go to that shit, boy. Yeah, it's a spot. Mayor Mason, but fucking was that Mayor Mason? Claire or Claire yeah, it was, no, it was Mayor Mason. Yeah, that's a little mission from where I'm at, nigga. I'm down by the border, but that's a field trip, nigga. So, but I mean, there's there's ones closer to to us. Okay, well then, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta hit those up, nigga. We gotta go to one on this side next time, so that way I can figure it out. Might have to take one of my little tasties there real quick. Like <laughs> I said, she only getting the goddamn Capri Sun and the bowl of rice, but we getting first rounds, nigga. We got work to do after this. You can't get too full. <laughs> but yeah, that Korean shit was good, bro. What was that the KFC that they had? Yeah. You like the, fried you chicken. Like the uh, Korean JJ? Yeah. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, it was good, bro. Yeah, I'm still full. I'm, I'm not eating until yeah, like, bro, like lunch. I, said, I went to sleep. <laughs> I was trying to tell you, I, I came back here and it was just like I said. I tried to start smoking and. Man, I was falling asleep with that shit in my hand, boy. Right here on this food time, bro. I was in this motherfucker like <laughs> bad boy heaven, boy. That shit was the good as shit. Yeah, that Korean shit was fired up, bro. Oh, yeah. How many times have you been there? I that's my first time going to that one, but I've been to yeah, a couple once before then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I gotta get out more, bro. I've been fucking doing just regular people shit. You do. I do. I gotta get that. There's like a whole out world of, out there for you to explore. I gotta get it out of me, bro. I'm fucking I tell myself, uh, I'll be, be like, I'll be talking shit to my partners because I'll be the only one like going to other places. But I'm, I realize I don't really go other places. But <laughs> <laughs> most I go is like <laughs> when I with my coworkers and shit, and they take me on like those manager outings and shit. Like now that I'm an executive, I got to go out on the team bondings and manager oh, yeah. outings and shit. Yeah. Like that, right? So. That's when I was like, I done been to Mr. A's. Uh, oh, Mr. A's, Mr. A's is dope. Fire. Uh, bring a team. 
the one right there over the water and shit, mm. on, uh, by the uh, by all the ships, the seaport. That's when I went to Eddie V's over there. They got a smoked old fashioned in that motherfucker, but fire. I, the first <laughs> time I went there, I had like five of them bitches. Bro. I, I was getting too sauced on the goddamn managers. <laughs> I, I forgot I was on the managers. <laughs> You're supposed to keep it professional, still, kind of. I know, nigga. All right, bro. This shit is like free, nigga. What? Oh shit, man. Keep them coming, nigga. <laughs> and then where we else we go? We went to AVs. I went to Puesto. I didn't even know about Puesto over there in the little cut. Puesto's overrated, though. It's 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 all right. I'd rather go to a taco shop, but yeah, that shit is just the only thing that's good there. They make their tortillas fresh, so yeah, yeah. They they straight right there. Well, you've been um, to Lola, right? Who? Lola, 55, downtown. It's like on 13th, like right uh-huh, off Jay. Bro. Oh, it's, it's, it's way better than Puesto. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another Mexican, it's a Mexican, Mexican cuisine and shit. Yeah, but I mean, they do like the fan, they do the fancy tacos. Yeah. But it's like, see, it's like see, delicious. Bro, I'm, just, I'm stuck in my hood shit, bro. I'm fucking around the same Mexican. I go to right to the taco shop, but <laughs> right to the nearest taco shop, nigga. Give me the give me California the burrito. Bro. Cali. I started thinking I was doing something, started venturing out. I started eating birria, but like, oh, birria is delicious. Fire. Yeah. Fire. So, Good for you. Yeah, I'll fuck around. I can eat birria at least once a week in that motherfucker. Mm. Nigga from my job who work at TJ, he be bringing me something from the border. Nigga, I'm like, but I need to cross the border, nigga. Fuck that. Uh, that's dope. It's, you should tell him to bring you better. back. You should tell tell you to, you should tell him to bring you back those those uh border burritos that they sell, like in the line. Like when burritos, you, yeah, they're like little thin burritos, but they got like uh-huh. beans and well, you don't eat pork, but no, no swine, my brother. Yeah, but they're like they're bomb, and then they give you like the little salsas, delicious. They yeah. sell them like Last on the line when you're went, crossing. We stopped at a little cart right there, but I got I got like the little tacos and shit, just the regular tacos, mm. and that shit was fire, bro. I don't know what it is about that TJ meat, nigga, but that shit is it's um, cat, it's cats and dogs. It's, yeah, I was about to say I had that rough. <laughs> Roof, roof taco, nigga. <laughs> but tastes delicious with onions and that cilantro. Fire, and I was like, I'm not even gonna think about what's in this <laughs> shit. I'm, this I'm, not, I'm not thinking about whose pet I'm eating right now, but yeah, I'm not even gonna think about it. Bro. On a scale of one to ten, how high are you right now? Probably like a two. Oh, okay. I, I smoked before I went to sleep, so I probably got a little bit of residuals from that. But, but, but you know, this is the first one of the day right here. <laughs> I'm I'm sharing this moment with you because I know you don't smoke, so I'm gonna just do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you don't smoke because this shit right here is called uh, Fruity Pebbles, called, uh, Donkey Kong's Revenge, Orange Phantom. <laughs> orange. You got that citrus taste to it too. Sheesh. Yes, sir. Ah, uh, you tripping. Man, right. I mix this shit with a little bit of Zookies too, blood. So you got an orange Fanta Zookie blood. Oh man, they got bullshit. Nigga, look at the name. Twenty Zookies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So after the pad- my niggas from Westside Farms, they keep me right. Hey, no free ads. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, my niggas right there. They're my partners. That's family right there. Shit. But yeah, what were you saying though? So after the patio, where'd you end up going from there? Patio, I ended up going to, that's when I went to downtown and been stuck downtown ever since. That's when I went to Petco Park. 
patio was ended up opening that restaurant inside Petco. Mm-hmm. Um, they had right inside left field. They had the, those two patios, and I, I was in charge of running both of them bitches. Well, no, the first year uh, Davies was with us, so she she was downstairs, I was upstairs, and then the second year I was in charge of both of those. But oh, while I was still working there, um, I ended up getting a job at La Valencia in La Jolla. Oh, so I, I worked there, there too. Yeah, I was working there parking. That see, we'd have been everywhere. <laughs> we'd have been at the same spots, just different times. Bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. You were like how you owe like ten years over the, over me, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 makes sense then. Yeah, so I went to I went to La Valencia for a little while, just because uh, Petco Park. The only thing about them, it was a good job, but the only thing was like you only first coming in, you're only going to work the games mm-hmm. so you know any homestand you're worked at homestand but when they're out of when they're not in dago then you don't have any work so like you gotta that's why half the half the employees at peco were on um unemployment so right. they were able to use unemployment on the days that they didn't work and shit but mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't i couldn't get it because i was still working other jobs but once i started getting more established at peco and they seen how i worked and shit and they started fucking with me even more. So they started bringing me on, like doing caterings and things like that. Right. In the catering department. So that's when I really got like some good experience with like doing banquets and stuff. Like we did a banquet on the field for like a thousand, like 1,500, 2,000 people and shit like that. Shit was a big, that was like my biggest banquet I ever did. Good ass. It was a good experience, bro. I was mm. fucking, I was running around doing everything, but we, cause that one had plated, then it had buffet. Then they had like the little casino shit where they were doing pizzas and shit. Like, oh yeah, they was doing fucking everything that day, bro. It was a long ass week. And then we did another one where we did like a three hundred people plate up where they were just eating on the field, but with a but a plated lunch. So we had to do three courses plated, and there was like fucking ten of us down the line in the motherfucking kitchen running hot boxes from the main kitchen to the field and shit. Like, the shit was a lot of work, but it was fun. It was a, it was a good experience to have, you know. Right. Um, that shit got me ready for banquets real quick. Yeah, I did three years at Petco because each year they started giving me more and more responsibility because they liked the way I worked. So I went to Petco 2015 until around 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. No, 2018. And then that's when I was, no, 2017. And then that's when I went to uh, the Hilton, Hilton Gas Lab. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right there off uh, uh, K Street, 5th and K. And I've been there since 2000 and, um, yeah, 2018. Working there, I got hired as the uh, sous chef there. Basically, just in charge of all the banquets and, and coming up with different shit for the menu and shit like that. Basically running everything in the kitchen because that's when I really found out, like, you know, the executive chefs are paperwork and observing Right, does, you know, right. they kind of come in and hand, hand help you out a little bit. You know, we're plating and finishing up banquets and shit like that. But mostly, it's on the sous chef and shit. You feel me? Not all of them. Some of them sous- are lazy as yeah. fuck. That's what I said. Not all of them. So don't give me. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't take my words the wrong way. Most of them niggas is gonna sit on their ass in the corner and be like, "You got that? You get ahead." <laughs> All right, let me go find somebody for you. Like, bitch ass, if you don't grab this shit. I got spoiled, blood, because John was like our first, my first executive, real executive chef. And mm-hmm. then, like, when we first started out, John would actually, like, do shit. You feel me? Like, 
before he got pulled into the corporate world and shit more, he was right. actually in the kitchen with us, like prepping, they can knock his shit out, fucking on the line when he needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel me? And then then once it started getting real, real, real busy at patio, that's when he got pulled away into the corporate world and shit like that. And he didn't even like that shit either. Like he would rather be down there with us. Right. And then, you know, so that was my first executive chef. So I got kind of spoiled. We got kind of spoiled watching him. But like all executive chefs don't move like that. You feel me? Because I had one was just this nigga would he would come in only when he needed to, because that's when the GM would come into the kitchen. And so he was around <laughs> to talk to her and look like he was building some shit. Nigga, then this nigga would go fucking hide, bro. <laughs> like this shit crazy. Be seen when you need to be seen. That's it, bro. So probably like, man. So I learned what to do and what not to do as an executive chef, you know. So yeah, that's cool though. So now that once I got in that position, I'm like, yeah, I'm not finna. I know I gotta do all my office work and shit, but I still can't abandon my dudes. You see, I gotta show them the. I can't expect them to do one type of thing and then to not be there to show them that shit. You feel me? Right. And then just be there and to ridicule, ridicule the niggas once it don't get done. You feel me? Like, mm. well, why the fuck didn't you do this? Well, nigga, you didn't fucking show me what you wanted me to do. So, you feel me? So, yeah, I'm in there now with my with my guys. So the GM at Hilton, she works, we work for Davidson Hospitality Company. That's the management company that we work for. Mm-hmm. So they've been buying up different hotels around the area and shit. And then Hotel Solomar, J6 is part of Hotel Solomar. So mm-hmm. Davidson Hospitality was in the market for new hotels and shit. The GM of our hotel ended up becoming the area GM when they bought Hotel Solomar. So she was in charge of both properties. Mm-hmm. And when we first, when she first got that account, she was saying like, you know, the chef at the time there, I ain't gonna put his name out there because he was he got he got fired. <laughs> so the chef at the time, she didn't like him. Man, like she didn't like nothing about him. She didn't like the way he was running shit. They were, he would just come in. He was one of those chefs I was telling you about. Like he would just come in, look at the guys, and then go hide in the office. And shit. <laughs> Nigga would come clean the walk in and then go hide in the office. Like he wasn't going to no meetings and no shit like that. Bro. No. Well, at least he cleaned the walk in. Yeah, at least he cleaned the walk in, but. <laughs> But then I found out it wasn't even the walk-in. It was the freezer. The freezer is about this fucking big. <laughs> no, nobody can see your heads. <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> she's like, I might not be working out with him. So she was telling us this at our hotel. Like, you know, I'm, I might need you to come over there, Jay. And I'm like, you know, at first I'm just laughing, thinking she's playing around and shit, you know, mm-hmm. not thinking nothing of it. And then like, I would say like two, three weeks later, she had the conversation. I'm like, well, how do you how do you really feel about coming over here and taking a position and shit? I'm like, I'm always with moving up. You feel me? So, you know, and more money, but fuck it, I'll do it. Right. But, you know, at that time I was, you know, I was trying to start my own thing. You know, that's when I started working when I was working at my private chef, my catering thing. I was trying mm-hmm. to step out into my own realm. You know, it was just being a sous chef there full time. It was just, you know, I had to choose one or the other type shit. And right. This was like my breadwinner, so I kind of stuck with this one. It was funny because, like, right at the time when I was feeling like, you know what, fuck this hotel, I'm about to go do my own shit. It's only, it's only a matter of time before you know. And then she was like, "Well, you want to come at, you want to come over here and be the exec over at this spot?" I'm like, "Well, fuck it, you know." And then um, she's like, "Well, just come over for a week and 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 just work with them and just see how you like it and shit like that." And then I had just came back from Louisiana from from Mardi Gras I'm literally back in my kitchen for maybe two weeks and then I go over there 
because they wanted me to come over there way quicker than than expected. So once I go, once I go over there, like I said, the day out, the day I was supposed to go was the day before I was supposed to go. Right. I had mm-hmm. an appointment. They were like, make sure you come clean cut. So I was had an appointment to get a haircut and some shit. The chef ended up quitting that day, walking out. Tell everybody, like, you know, I'm done with this shit. And like, nigga, he was already about to get fired. So, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you made it all easier on us. Yeah, right, right when they was about to tell him, like, hey, you know what, we're going to go another way. This me end up quitting. So that's when they brought me over there a day early. was like, well, we need you over here today, not tomorrow. So mm-hmm. that's when I went over there, helped out, helped, helped out their sous chef at the time. Their executive sous chef, I helped him out with the banquet and shit like that. And then that was it, you know. So and then we we end up going over there for another week of service. And then that's when we had that big meeting about spots going to shut down. But then at first they were like, oh, well, hotels and shit like that are exempt because, you know, they, they still need places. People still need places to stay. Right. So we were like, oh, okay, hell, hotels exempt. So we just kept going. I don't know. didn't think nothing of it. And like two, three days later, they was like, well, nigga, hotels ain't exempt. Nigga, everybody shut down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. And then, so she was like, and then business was already getting slow as shit at that time because nobody was coming outside. So right. that's what I had to, yeah. I was like, that was the weirdest position I was in in a while. Like, Wait, so essentially if you would have, like, if they would have waited like two weeks, you still would have been at the Hilton, right? If they waited like two more weeks, I still would have been at the Hilton. I still would have would have been out of a job either way. Oh, uh-huh, okay. But like at that time, I was still kind of like I was still in their system. I was still double coded, so I was coded at at that spot. But I was still coded at Hilton. It took I had to end up closing that whole kitchen down. Mm-hmm. Me and the me and the uh, executive chef, and like, but they tried to make me do that shit by myself, bro. They wanted me to find everybody, like, put everybody out, and just close everything by myself. And y'all they got me fucked up, bro. I'm not doing all this shit by myself. And plus, it's my first. It's my second week here, nigga. I don't know where all this shit is at, bro. Like, the other chef helped me out, and we closed that whole thing down. And then I ended up going back to Hilton because they were going to keep that one open. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'll close this one and then keep that one open because this one, Hilton was more like a, it's more like a business travel hotel. So a lot of people, big businesses go there because it's directly across the street from the convention center. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they'll stay at our hotel and do all they have to do is just walk over there, you know. Mm-hmm. so <clears throat> that's what kept that ho- that's what keeps that hotel thriving is the convention center with it being so close to that so they were going to keep that one open but then once they found out all the city wides got canceled too mm-hmm. all the events i'm like well we're closing this shit too so i went over there helped them close that one went to hilton helped him help my old chef close that one all the way and they were like oh yeah man and the funny thing is, like, some of the product they were trying to keep, they were like, oh, man, we're only going to be closed 30 days. Like, just give give away the shit that's going to expire real quick. Right. I'm like, nigga, we're, we're not coming back in 30 fucking days. I'm going to tell you that right now. Everybody, everybody else, no, man, 30 days, maybe even sooner. I said, all right, nigga. <laughs> all right, motherfucker. <laughs> you say so. I'm like, it's less shit for I have less shit I got to clean. You feel me? So, fuck it. You want to keep this? Keep it. But man, when we first closed down, man, I had a refrigerator and a pantry full of shit, boy. I was, I didn't have to go grocery shopping for nothing, boy. That <laughs> shit was lovely. <laughs> Wait, did you get furloughed? I got, I got furloughed. Okay. We all got left. We all got, we all got uh, laid off. That's why I had to get on un- unemployment and shit. Mm. And then, and then 
the 30 days turned into the 60 days. It was turned into the motherfucking 90 days. Nigga, I'm like, I'm trying to tell you, niggas, we wasn't coming back. Then around, I want to say June, July, like like late June, early July, is that's that's when they gave me the call and was like, oh, okay, well, we're still gonna keep Hilton closed, but we're gonna open Hotel Solomar. So you're in a good position because we want you to still be at Hotel Solomar. So I'm like, right. all right, fuck it. And this shit is kind of good. It's kind of a blessing in the skies that I got at Hotel Solomar because Hotel Solomar ended up opening up back up in June. Hilton didn't open up until just about maybe six months ago. So, oh, really? Yeah, Hilton was closed for a while, bro, like a year and some change. Like, even when things were getting opened up and brought back, uh-huh. Hilton stayed closed. I'm like, man, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I was able to still come back and still have have a gig type shit. You feel me? Right. But I mean, I mean, I still probably would have been straight because that's when they were still paying niggas uh, twenty bands. I mean, I mean, two thousand dollars every two weeks on an appointment, you know. But right, you know, that shit ran out quick, and I was still able to get a job and have my job, you know. So, so I came back over here, and then like I came back over here in like July, busting my ass over here ever since, bro. Fucking mm. came back. It was me. And we had to open it from ground ground zero, basically like reopening the whole rest, starting the whole restaurant again because mm-hmm. everything was done for months. So starting from the deep cleaning the whole kitchen to reordering all the products that we needed. But I had to first, I had to make a menu before I could even order the product. So I had to spend a whole week in there of menu development. Oh, so you came up with your own menu? Came up with my own menu from yeah, I, I asked his whole menu and just came up with my own shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they wanted me, because at first they wanted me to do his menu, but then only limited. But I'm like, I'm a chef. I, I mean, I can figure out how to cook this shit, but this isn't my recipes and shit, you know? So mm-hmm. I can figure it out easily. You know, I'm a chef. Like, I've been doing this shit for years, but, you know, these aren't my recipes and shit. So, mm-hmm. like, I would prefer to just do my own shit, you know? So she's like, well, some of these items sell. But I'm like, man, well, nigga, this is the pandemic, bro. They ain't, people are not going to come back and be like, well, what about that item? Like, fuck all that. <laughs> But that so, item I had a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, that <laughs> item I had about two years ago. Do you guys still have that? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, I'm like, yeah, I just redid the whole, I redid the whole menu and shit. So then I had to reorder for the whole menu for that. And I did, we reopened up the whole restaurant. I only had two people. I had one cook and one dishwasher at the time. So us three, we were in there that whole week just bust masks. Then finally, another dishwasher finally answered and answered his phone. And then so we got him back in mm-hmm. and another cook ended up answering his phone. And then we got him back in. But then some of them were making making way more money than they ever did on fucking unemployment, not doing shit. Right. And then coming back to work. So it was like that was kind of mad. That was the most time I heard excuses of how they couldn't come back. <laughs> Man, these niggas have extravagant stories, boy. This nigga said my dog got a weak immune system, and if I come out, then I might expose him to COVID. What's up, blood? Your dog? <laughs> Your dog has a weak <laughs> immune system, man. What? My dog has AIDS. <laughs> I can't come back to work. So I feel like I, I might expose him to this. These motherfuckers, uh, you know. But I can't really. I'm trying to calm down my inner, my inner nigga, and I'm like, oh, okay, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I had to go buy the books and shit. So, okay, we'll have to document this. And, you know, so I'm like, fuck, I really want to say, but it's not bullshit. You want that <laughs> unemployment, bro. I understand. I wanted it too, nigga. <laughs> but fuck. 
Another one was like, man, I'm out of town. And one of them was like, my stomach is weak. I'm like, the fuck does that have to do with, with washing dishes, bro? Like, you you probably had this condition that you talk about your stomach. Nigga, that's probably like a reoccurring condition. Nigga, this doesn't have to do shit with COVID, bro. Like, yeah, it was, bro, I'm, I, I must have heard some of the, like, the funniest shit, bro. And then at that time, even if you coughed a little bit, nigga, one of little cough, nigga, you're like, oh. Coronavirus, nigga, go home, but yeah, two weeks yeah. quarantine, but so any little thing, bro. Like my HR department was like, uh, somebody had caught out because they stomach hurt. Like, oh well, they gotta go get a test before they can come back. I'm like, fuck, bro. So that whole time people was just they was using it. I ain't gonna lie, I used that shit one time too, but but you know, but that's here, that's here nor there, neither <laughs> here nor there, but so uh <laughs> so you think you think this whole pandemic has like helped increase your skill set? Definitely, it helped me. It helped me be more of a like a people person. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, because at first I'm no, I'm not really a, a emotional person. I'm not really one that has tapped in with a lot of feelings. So I'm like people telling me they going through shit. I'm like, man, everybody's going through shit, bro. Suck that shit up and let's get through this shit, bro. So you know, it kind of helped me open my eyes to like you know everybody's situation is different how people handle things is different people don't handle things the same way that you might handle things you know so right you know open with that area and shit and it definitely my skill set in the kitchen because you know they had to do everything bro like Mm -hmm. i was like for a minute i literally had to let everybody go and i let my line cook go and my dishwasher go and i was in the kitchen literally washing dishes prepping line cook office work Nigga, all that just me, and mm-hmm. I had to do it because I was salary, you know. So it got to a point where I was about to be like, "Nigga, fuck this shit," but yeah, I ain't gonna have nobody in this kitchen, bro. You feel me? So, but you know, it, it helped my patience a lot, and this helped my patience a lot. <laughs> and um, yeah, my patience, my skill set, my skill set has been there. You know, I can cook. I've been oh, cooking yeah. since fourteen. You know, so it's like. You know, like cooking comes naturally to me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Especially before fourteen was when I started doing it professionally. My dad, my dad is the oldest out of seven. You know, mm-hmm. my grandma, country and shit. They all Louisiana, so it was like you know, cooking was already in me. My dad cooked like he a chef, like he catering, like he got a fucking catering company. This nigga cooks for everything, bro. Like he at the Lano Club, he cooked for his little CA people at the Lano Club. He cooking church events, nigga, family functions. Everybody's coming to the house and shit. You know, this is some. So this, I'm seeing this since, since you know, since little. You feel mm-hmm. me? Anytime I go back home to Louisiana, my grandma in the kitchen cooking and shit. So I've been around cooking. You feel me? My whole my whole life. Right. Me. So that's mm-hmm. why I was always telling people was I either going to be cooking or music, and the cooking like started taking off for me way way quicker than music was. So. Well, I've heard you rap, so that makes sense. I, I was always behind the scenes. Maybe my bars are <laughs> lethal, though. L- lethal to who? <laughs> lethal, but catch me in high school off of that smoke session, nigga. I, we could rap for hours, nigga. That kind of was, I was like high rap, nigga. But I was big back in the day, nigga, before I just hung up the mic, nigga. But we was really practicing crafts, nigga. Oh, we was, we was big. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna take that away from you. So I'll just agree with big. you. Okay. Now, my brother, my brother was the one, he's the one that really like, Stayed on and then ran off with and shit. This nigga had been on 106 and Park and went on tours and some more shit. Wait, big, big or little? Reach. The the one right above me, the one y'all say that looked just like me and shit. Oh, I keep forgetting you're the youngest. Yeah, I'm the baby. Yeah, it's my brother. 
but me and him are only a year and three months apart. Mm. So it's me. That's why you look like twins. That's what everybody (laughs) say. The only way they can tell us apart is because I was always been the bigger one. (laughs) It's like where where the little chunky one at. But yeah, so Preach, he's the one that ran off with music and shit. I, I would have been probably more like a producer, engineer type shit because I always play instruments and shit too. Mm. So the 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 chefing ended up taking off for me way quicker and then end up having my son too. I had my son 2014. So mm. having him kind of kept me grounded and kind of like, well, I'm, I got I got to do this shit now because I want I need to have a career. You feel me? I wasn't like. I'm like fuck having a job. I mean, I want a career. So yeah, that's the same thing that happened will, with me. Yeah, so this will this will this is going to establish me and to where I can have something to always fall back on. And then if my son wants to do this, then I can you know kind of teach him this shit too. You know, pass this on. It's kind of like how I was watching my dad cook. Type mm-hmm. shit, you know? Wait, my so even was, you said what? Even with working in the industry, you'd still want your kid to like work in the industry as well? No, not really. Um, if he wants to, then I'll push it on him, but I'll just let him know like the ins and outs of this shit, bro, because niggas didn't really give me the full rundown when I was like, I want to be a chef. They were like, Oh, you want to be a chef? You want to cook? That's that's nice. Yeah, go do it. Bro. But they didn't know, let me know about like the the strenuous hours of the kitchen and like the pressure of the kitchen, like the the biting your tongue in the kitchen, like nigga. Like, I never I never bit my tongue. That that was the best part. <laughs> That was that's probably why you, <laughs> bro. I know that's why that's the thing. But in the beginning, I didn't. But that's why I realized that why I wasn't moving nowhere because I wasn't. I was always talking shit. Mm. Like I was talking shit and smoking all shit, bro. So like you know, at patio, like bro, I did whatever I wanted at patio, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and they couldn't stop me because I was getting my shit done, and nobody could do what I could do. Type shit, bro. Yeah. So it was like. Like you can tell me, you can tell me something all you want to, but like I'm not listening to you, nigga. Like, come on now, bro. Yeah, that's a good thing about you, then. Yeah. So, patio, like, nigga, I didn't give a fuck at patio. But once I started getting to like fucking like Petco Park and shit like that, that's when I started having to learn how to kind of bite my tongue a little bit because mm. that's when you like seen the levels of different shit, bro. Like concessions, supervisors, then you got your chefs, then you got your corporate executives and all that shit like that. So. If you like a supervisor or a sous chef, nigga, you can fucking you can shut the fuck up. Mm. Executive, corporate, I'm, I might bite my tongue with you niggas, bro. But you other niggas underneath y'all, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting it happen. Right. Because, but like being executive, sometimes you know, in certain situations, I gotta learn. I have to learn how to talk. You know, how to articulate myself properly. You right. Feel me? Right. Right. Like, I can't just cuss niggas out no more. You feel me? I gotta, you know. I can break down some big words that'll make you feel like I'm cussing you out, but it's just mm-hmm. some big words, but that make you feel funny, but you feel me? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm big now, but <laughs> well, it's it's different being in in like a corporate environment like that. Facts. Like Facts. small restaurants, you can get away with whatever, but like once you once you start working for like hotels, it's different. It is different. Different, Way different, bro. So like, I mean, I will, I will, you know. My son is like he's he kind of watches what I do a lot, anyways, you know. So he probably would try and get into cooking and shit, but you know, I will always push him to follow his own type of dreams and shit. Mm-hmm. But if this is something he wants, then I'll definitely, you know, show him open arms. 
because for a point I wanted to be a contractor because my dad was a contractor. You feel mm-hmm. me? So mm-hmm. I was always going to work with him. At first, I was going to go to school with the engineering and shit. Oh wow! But then, uh, but then I started. But then I ended up, you know, like ended up liking my internships and in, and in, in, um in, in college. I mean, in high school. So I kind of like started venturing back into the cooking shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, at first I wanted to be a fucking engineer and a contractor like my dad was, bro. But the cooking shit kind of took off. But like, like I said, cooking is in him too. So it was like, you know, I was kind of bound to do that shit too. But so your whole your whole family is from Louisiana. So that's everybody. Did that shape your your cooking style? Like, kinda. I could say you. I could say you said my 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 style is kind of Louisiana, like Southern based. Mm-hmm. But I got trained in so many different types of cuisines and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's like elevated Southern cooking because I can do a bunch of different other shit where you might still have your Southern flavors in your shit, but mm-hmm. it's something you know, it's something totally different where you might not find this shit in Louisiana. You feel me? Right. Especially with being over here, Dago. I'm close to the border and shit, so I got all my all my amigos, but you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I got the Vigo's blood, so I got all that type of shit in my cuisine, too. And I mm-hmm. love Mexican women, so, but, you know, they didn't show me a different different types of cuisine in that. I learned some African cuisine, too, but, like, my parents, uh, my mom, she's the godmom of, like, this African couple from this village, but, like, straight African. Like, this nigga, I forgot what village this shit is in, but these niggas is both from, like, like Nigeria, mm-hmm. my mom and the dad. And these niggas got all different types of cuisines that they be cooking, bro. And I be just watching them niggas sometimes. Like, I got to learn this shit, bro. Because it's, bro, it's like some shit that you will look at and it's not really, it doesn't really look appetizing. Right. But once you get in that shit, bro, nigga, change it's, your fucking life. Yeah, it's like more intricate, a lot of spices. Yeah, man, that shit is fire. They're like, nigga, I don't give a fuck how this <laughs> looks, nigga. You're going to eat this food, bro. Man, I bet you're going <laughs> to taste that shit and be like... Nigga, this is fire, bro. Like, that was my first time really trying, like, goat, the food, mm. the dough shit, where you got to fucking take it and, and eat it with your fingers and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, nigga, I was trying all that shit, bro. Fire, bro. Fire. And then I, I, I learned a lot of different shit. Like, baby moms, she's fucking, she's Mexican, Puerto Rican, and, and black. And so I learned, like, uh, some Puerto Rican dishes and shit from her moms and her and shit type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I've, I've learned like in my career, a whole bunch of different shit, you know? So I kind of like incorporate that into my cooking and shit too. And like I said, there's nothing I can't cook. Right. You throw me any type of cuisine and say, you want this? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you something. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. It might not take, taste traditionally like you, how you like it, but it's going to be fire. Right. It's gonna be good. Yeah, you, that's what I've been having to do with with this hotel I'm at now because they got a whole banquet menu and structure, and I've gave them my own menu, but they're still trying to put that shit in structure and shit. So I'm basically just they giving me a menu like this is what the client wants. So, mm-hmm. so all right, this is what the client wants, then we're gonna get it done. You feel me? So right, but you know a lot of it is a little improvising and shit like that. Yeah, you know I enjoy cooking, so you know it's a difference between a lot of people because. You know, people have jobs and shit like that where they don't, you know, it's just a job for them type shit. You feel me? Like, mm. I got into some shit that I really kind of enjoy. You feel me? Like, I fuck around and be in that kitchen all day sometimes. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I smoke a blunt and go crazy. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So, so what you think your 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 favorite thing about working in the kitchen is like just your ability to do new shit, try new shit? Yeah, or? it's something new every day, bro. It's no it's no dope moment in the kitchen. I would say like that, bro. Like you're always gonna be able to learn some shit every day, something new. Mm-hmm. Isn't that your first your your first day? Is I mean your last day is never gonna be like your next day type shit. I mean, like, right. Some shit you go through today is not going what you're going, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you got your slow days in the kitchen, then you got your busy days, and then you got your days where like how we was at the patio when they first opened, but we was mm. doing 300 plus covers for brunch, turn around and do the same shit in the nighttime, but fine, right. plus, but you feel me? So like then you got your slow days where you get maybe a fucking 20 covers in your whole shift and shit, you feel me? So, mm-hmm. you know, some days you're on the line prepping and other days you got to come up with, with the special the day type shit you feel me so right there's always something different in the kitchen you know mm-hmm. always something different and you're always learning something that's why i always work and walk around with like a little notepad with me and shit you feel me to jump mm-hmm. a little shit down mm-hmm. at the end of the day i'll switch it from one notepad to another one to kind of like debrief my brain a little bit you feel me of what's what's been going on and the little points i want to remember that i learned and that's the shit that i write down you feel me right so, yeah, it's always something. It's always something different in the kitchen, bro. It's, it's never a dull moment. And then you got fucking different. Just like the people you meet in the kitchen. You feel me? Like you know us, nigga. Me, you, E, Gio, bro. We didn't, nigga. We ain't worked together in what since what fucking two thousand sixteen. Yeah, something like that. Right. We didn't still been victim ever since. You feel me? So it's yeah. like different cultures, different people. You you link up with the, in the kitchen, bro. Like. I mean, I think that's the thing, though. Like, you meet so many people from so many backgrounds, and it's just so like... So many backgrounds, bro. Like, this, ever since I started working in the kids, bro, my life, bro, I've, I mean, I've, like, met, like, a lot of fucking people, bro, just just, just, just being in the kitchen, bro, working different little small jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. Some people I don't even fucking remember, but them niggas will see me on the street like, Jay, what's up, bro? Like, like dude, we'd have been friends for fucking <laughs> decades. <laughs> All I did was work on the line with you for about a week and some change. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of the bond is like, but like a lot of time, but we spend more time together than we would, you feel me, with our own family type shit sometimes, but you feel me? Right. So it's like we built our own little family in the kitchen and shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So like the people you meet, like, you know, it's lifelong relationships in there, but like I still chop it up with John from time to time. Me and him got a good relationship. A lot of my sous chefs I still chop it up with. Crazy ass Carlos. Oh, yeah. Chop it up with Carlos. Uh, fucking. Louis, I chopped up with him from time to time. He, matter of fact, he was a sous chef at, at La Valencia when yeah, I went yeah. up there. I remember. He was posting uh, push-up challenges instead of working. I yeah, remember that. that nigga was the Facebook <laughs> champion, blood. <laughs> Facebook and push-up challenges, blood. That's my nigga, though. He didn't talk me. He taught me a couple things while I still use it to this day. Like, him and him and Carlos really, like, they took me under their wing when they, once they first, like, first met me because at first they thought like once they he, he was him carlos kind of was kind of looking me up and down type shit when he mm. first met me but i think it was just because this nigga was from the east side in texas and shit mm-hmm. but but he carlos uh, is super dope super dope carlos with is, food carlos is my guy and then once you really start chopping it up with him and 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 talking with him blood like he knows a lot of shit bro oh, yeah, he yeah. knows his shit so it's like you know he might be one way his character might be one way but but he knows his shit bro so like that nigga really like took me under his wing and showed me some shit, bro. To where I use a lot of hit the shit he showed me still to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he he showed me a lot. That's my guy right there, Carlos, fucking Louis. Yeah, Louis too. Like certain shit he showed me. Like you know, 
his work ethic might have been one thing, but he knows what he's doing shit too, bro. So right, right. like him, fucking Ambrose. Ambrose was cool. I like I like working with him just because his fucking his knife skills is different, but like this nigga can show you how to break down because he worked in a, a butcher shop for like three, four years, bro. Mm-hmm. So this nigga could break down a goddamn uh one of them whole fucking bone in uh Tomahawk Jones blood when we did the ribeye with the bone in and shit, blood. Remember he cleaned that shit the biggest out of everyone I seen, bro. Like had them motherfuckers all portioned right, niggas. I'm like, whenever he portioned some fish or some 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 steak blood, I'm watching this nigga. Cause yeah. he had it. He had that own little, that's when he had the little Dexter knife set and shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. That nigga was big with his knives, bro. <laughs> he did some other shit, weird as shit, bro. But his knife, you can't, you can't take his knife skills away from him. That nigga's cutting skills. All right, I won't take his knife skills away from him. I'll take <laughs> everything else away we from him. His other shit, bro. <laughs> we know this. Hey, I'm not vouching for the other shit, but <laughs> Can't take his drinking skills away, his smoking yeah. skills away. Yeah, hey. To each his own, but <laughs> oh yeah, to, to each their own. own except the when you're depending on them. Some niggas, <laughs> hey, I'm the biggest pothead most niggas ever seen in their life. But so yeah, but you cook your ass off though. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never, I've never let this shit affect me. But even when I was a low key alcoholic, but I was still in the kitchen all fucking day mm. working. Like you can still depend on me, but like nobody's ever said where it wasn't a time they couldn't depend on me. But I might show up late. But oh, I, I might show up whenever the fuck I want to. But <laughs> once I get there, nigga, I'm busting my ass off to where the first 30 minutes, it was like, well, blood didn't even need that first 30 minutes, you know? That's, you know, we'll just chalk that up to the books. You feel me? So, <laughs> yeah, nigga, that might be the only thing you niggas could might say, like, he, he didn't show up on time. But once I got there, nigga, I was there. Mm. So. so what's your least favorite thing about working in the kitchen? <sighs> I would say the different characters you got to deal with. Just like it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, but because you got to learn different people's emotions and shit, bro. A lot of people aren't are in different backgrounds. So if one thing I got a mindset on how I should say one thing should go type shit, but but you from a whole different realm where you probably never experienced the type of shit that I experienced. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna handle a, a situation different than you might handle the situation type shit. You feel me? Right. So. I had to deal with a lot of emotions and feelings, blood in the kitchen. And like I said, I'm not an emotional or type of person, but like, like we're fucking uh with 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 the little Caucasian we work with, blood, you know, glasses. <laughs> we won't, yeah, like, we won't, we won't say that. They <laughs> will, uh, oh yeah, we'll, we'll keep that name in the, in the in the books too, blood. But you know, what's the nigga name? Uh, Squints, blood. <laughs> I'm saying a lot, you know, you know how squints used to get blood. Oh my goodness, you feel me? So like that's, that your, that's your boy was, though. Blood nigga was an emotional roller coaster, and that's the thing, blood. Like he would latch to me type shit, blood. And it's like it got to a point where they would be like, "Yeah, that you deal with them like <laughs> blood." When did I become a counselor, blood? I was, I am a chef, nigga. <laughs> when did I start doubling as a motherfucking motivational speaker and shit, blood? Like. Get, get him on track, please. <laughs> they was like, but yeah, that do something with your boy. I said, nigga. <laughs> I y'all start pushing him off on me, but I mean, I would say like that. And then, you know, the hours, I mean, the hours, you kind of get used to working the hours and shit, you know, your time off and shit like that. You know, your family life kind of kind of struggle a little bit once you get in the kitchen and shit, like your outside life. Right. You know, that shit kind of. 
that shit kind of goes to shit a little bit, bro. Because unless you got like somebody really understanding at the gates, but understanding where you trying to go in life and shit like that, mm-hmm. man, it makes it a little bit easier. Your family life and like your your personal life kind of struggle a little bit once you're in the kitchen, because but you're working retarded ass hours, holidays you don't get off because you're right. still gonna be working those. You feel me? Birthdays, blood, you might be able to get a birthday off, nigga, but that's only if your chef like you, nigga. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Ask chef, like, I don't give a fuck what, if, if it's your birthday <laughs> or not. Is <laughs> you coming in today? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you, you know, that shit kind of struggles with it, but, but, you know, some of those things you learn how to adapt, you know, work around shit like that. Like, you know, I've learned how to work with different people and shit like that. And then my time off, my, you know, my personal life now get, got a little bit better once i moved up and shit you know mm-hmm. but uh i'm i'm a person that's able to adapt well you feel me i can adapt in any, any situation i'm in so the kitchen i was able to adapt you know i had to deal i had to learn how to deal with people the way people talk and the way people uh act in the kitchen because i wasn't used to that shit but because where i'm from you ain't finna yell at me in my face and say, <laughs> hey, bitch, get back to work but this is not gonna fucking happen <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> We're gonna go outside real quick. I told uh, I don't know if you remember Bob. Yeah, Bob, I remember Bob. Yeah, I had to call Bob outside like two or three times, but and then really? to where Jeff Jeff was like, bro, like I mean not Jeff, but John was like, bro, you like me, this is the kitchen, bro. Like, you know, some of your chefs are gonna talk to you like that. I'm like, well, fuck if he's the goddamn president, but he's not talking to me like this, bro. Mm. He kind of like he came up, he's like, Jay, what the fuck are you doing? Are you fucking retarded? You don't know how to do this? It's a simple flatbread. I must look this nigga said, bitch, what do you think you're talking to, bro? I'm like, nigga, my dad don't even talk to me like this. Nigga, you're not going to come here and talk to me anyway, bro. And I'm on the line, bro. And they're like, Jeff John's like, bro, just go off the line if you need to talk. Like, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't need to talk. He need to talk. And they were like, well, let's just finish the shift. And then after the shift, he tried to come and explain himself to me. Mm. I'm like, nigga, you can't explain how you're right in that situation. In my eyes, but you'll always be wrong, nigga. I don't give a fuck how big you break this shit down, nigga. You're wrong, but you're not going to talk to me like that, nigga. And he was like, well, I've had to deal with, with people degrading me and i've been in the military and i don't give a fuck about your background nigga, but <laughs> this ain't my background but you're not, me, you're not gonna yell at me in my face like this nigga like my dad don't even talk to me like this bro like nah it's not happening bro mm-hmm. so i mean that's some shit i had to get used to you know but like i said it's just the, it's just different characters in the kitchen bro right character kitchen got fucking characters bro so yeah yeah yeah, it's it's always it's never it's never a dull moment in the kitchen, bro. No, nah, never, never a dull fucking moment. Bro. But I'm glad I'm out. Def, uh, I mean, I enjoy it, bro, but because I want to do this shit on my own type shit. But you feel me? So eventually, I'm gonna have my own private chef catering company and shit. You know, so like you know, cooking some shit I enjoy is just I would do it with less people. Mm-hmm. I don't want all the fucking people around. If I can do this shit on my own, to where I'm my own shit. My own boss, but making my own shit. I gotta deal with on my own politics. I can I can deal if it's my shit, I can deal with everything being on me. Like if some shit goes wrong, I can take the blame for it easily. You know? Like I don't have a problem with that. But a lot of times in the kitchen, blood being the executive chef, everything falls on you, even when it's not you type shit. You feel me? Like right. if it's done to your department, nigga, that's you. So right. 
that's what I got to deal with a lot. And that's some shit I don't like either. But like, it'd be some shit where you plan your day out perfectly, but to the T, but your shit maybe is a good, it's a good 60, 70% chance that your shit's never going to go as planned in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Right. You know, shit's always sideways, but have it to be with your fucking cooks or your fucking vendors showing you on product or some shit, but like, some shit always fucking going on in the goddamn kitchen, bro. So, mm-hmm. like I said, if it's some shit that's on me that I can control, but boo, I don't got a problem uh, fucking taking the blame for that, blood. But you getting on me because the dishwasher got an attitude, blood. I don't control this <laughs> nigga's fucking attitude. The fuck that got to do with me? My, my attitude is perfect right now, blood. So, like, yeah, it's, it's little shit like that, bro. And but that's I what guess that's what I that's what I got into when I when I accepted this fucking executive position, bro. You know, so. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I really would have had a talk with all my executive chefs <laughs> before I said yeah. <laughs> they told me, Mama told me there would be days like this, man. But fuck, nigga. <laughs> no, and that's why I want to ask you because, like, the reason like me and my homie are doing this podcast is because he wants he's like he wants to track his journey into opening like his restaurant because he has like a couple concepts that he wants to get into right and so like is that what you want to do like you want to open up in like say in five years like what do you want to do you want to like open up your own spot you want to oh yeah five years i plan on having like a like a bar restaurant type type of gig Mm -hmm. um have my own shit i want to start off with like a uh like a food truck and private chef and right now while I'm doing private events for like clients and shit like that because like I said I, with me being able to meet like different celebrities and shit like that but I've been doing my own networking type shit you feel me so mm-hmm. like different vendors and shit like that I got good relationships with them to where I've been telling them like give them a hint like nigga, when I start my own shit but don't forget about me I need these still I need these same hookups you've been giving me nigga at this hotel type shit you feel me right so uh but yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to look into definitely owning my own shit. But I, there's different businesses that I want to own too, though. Like that's why I went to school for business administration because it's not just culinary that I want to get into. You know, there's a lot of different other things that I want to get into. But I think the culinary is going to be like my foundation, like my always, like my go-to type shit to where like I can always fall back on this cooking shit right. if I need to type shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to venture off and other shit, but the cooking shit, five years, for sure. Restaurant, I probably have a restaurant and a, and a food truck out here somewhere. I want to be in different places too, though, bro. Like, it's like, it's not just Dago. I'm going to start in Dago, but I'm trying to go in other places too. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to bring some, like, bring our, like, bring some, like, Louisiana concepts out here type shit and bring some some Dago concepts out there to Louisiana type shit, you feel me? Mm. And fuck around and go in Vegas. I can do a mush of both type shit, blood. And then right. fucking, I got family in fucking Atlanta, blood. I can go out there, you feel me? Like, I want to be like that movie Chef, blood. You remember you seen the Chef movie? I think with, I saw uh, that movie. Huh? I think I saw it. With, with the dude with his food truck, with the son and shit. He had his son on the food truck. Wait, was that, was that uh, John Favreau? Curly hair, blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Big blood with the glasses and shit. Yeah, yeah, to where like his fucking wife fucking bought blood the food truck and they flew out to Florida, fixed that motherfucker up from Florida blood, and then just drove down from Florida back to L.A. But East Little City that they stopped in blood, they stopped and set up shop type shit and you know sold some shit, bro. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely do some shit like that, but like, yeah, and have my son with me too. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be dope. Definitely, but so you know, cause like I said, it's a little shit. You seen this nigga at the little fucking fogo? I mean, at the little shit last night, but he 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 like to fucking play around with the cooking and shit, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So, just throwing meat on the grill. Yeah, throwing, just throwing throw the shrimp meat, on the grill the for no damn reason. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just 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 want to do shit, you know. Every uh-huh. time I'm in the kitchen, he like, "Daddy, what can I do to help?" Type shit, you know. So that's dope. I think it's part of just him wanting to be around me. Mm-hmm. But he also like he sees me into what I'm doing, so he wants to, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, shit, if, pop, if daddy into it, then I can do it." Type shit. But I mean, that's kind of how I was with my pops too. But I was just me going to work with him was just like an excuse to be around him. Type shit. You feel me? Right, like, right. Because my dad worked a lot, but so a lot of times he running around. Now, like seeing it older, like as a kid, you don't really, you don't really understand like why pops ain't around like that, blah, but. Now that I got my own kid and and I'm fucking working my ass off, now I see like uh, pops was the breadwinner. You feel me? Right. So, like it was a lot of shit that this nigga's not gonna see, not because he don't want to, but it's just because you know he gotta get out there and make this money. But mm-hmm. so I was playing like sports and blood. I was in band and shit like that. Blood. Because I, I went to the uh, CPMA, a little performing arts school and shit. My my um my brother got kicked out of our middle school and then my mom just took us out, took me out too. Cause she's like, <laughs> I don't want you out with no more trouble with the Augustine name, but so <laughs> they took us out of that school and she sent me to CPMA, which is in Claremont, which is a performing art school shit type shit. And that's mm-hmm. when I was playing the drums and shit. I was trying to go to SCPA and in, in Southeast, but I didn't get accepted in that one, but I got accepted in that one. So mm-hmm. I went out there and played the was playing in the per, in the percussion and shit, doing the drums with that shit. You know, my mom made it to damn near all my shit, but pops made it to a couple of them. He he didn't make it to them until I started getting real good. Right, and he was like, all right, nigga, I'm gonna show up now. <laughs> <laughs> First was when I was struggling, but I was the, I was the back of the band, blood. <laughs> and then it comes to like I got my solo, blood. <laughs> like. Which is big, you feel me? Like, nigga, I'm a cover. You got a reason, nigga. I'm like, all right, but it's that was the same with basketball. Like, and when I first started basketball, blood, I sucked, nigga. So this nigga would come to like every other game type shit, but but it wasn't until my shot got wet, nigga. You feel me? I was shoot out when I was in fucking what middle school, high school. I was playing at Jackie Robinson, YMCA, right off right. there, right off of Imperial, right. So not high school, but uh, elementary, middle school, mm-hmm. and so when I was. No, once I actually like developed the shot, nigga, where my shit was, nigga, I could hit from anywhere on the court, type shit, nigga. Like this was before Steph Curry, but I'm I was back. But you feel uh, me? I feel like you're exaggerating niggas, niggas a little might, bit right now. Hey, look, <laughs> niggas might say that shit, bro, but go check my nigga, go check my stats, bro, nigga. Like I had a game where I hit like nine of them bitches in a row, bro, and I was just throwing that shit up, bro, on my mama. I can't I can't check stats from the Jackie Robinson YMCA. Yeah, blood, they don't they keep that shit online. Still, they still got me in the books. Blood, I was a legend at Jackie Robinson. <laughs> oh man, I played basketball with you, so I know Brian. I'm big, blood. You know, my, you know I got a shot, bro. It might not be an automatic like it used to be, blood. I used to ball every fucking day. That's why, nigga. That's how I lost all that weight in college, nigga. I was eating top ramen and playing basketball every oh, that, day. That helps. Top ramen, basketball, and smoking, nigga. That's all I did in college. <laughs> it got to a point where I was stopped going to class, nigga. I was like, blood, I, nigga, I didn't go to class for like two days, nigga. I was playing basketball, smoking, <laughs> top ramen, nigga. Um, had a little bitch up there with me too, but I was, nigga, I was balling, nigga. That's all. That's how I lost weight, man. But yeah, once pops. 
started hearing I was I was hitting from anywhere on the court, nigga. That's when he started coming to the games and shit. You feel me? So, mm. but you know, pops had his own business. He still got his own private contracting business and shit. He's had his own business for a while. So, you know, he's he's always been the hustler. Like right. My pops right now, he's what 60, 65, 66. And this nigga is still fucking working, but like niggas shouldn't even be working at all. Blood, both his knees swollen, ankle fucked up, blood just tore his ACL, blood. This nigga walking, limping around, blood, still walking to the <laughs> still accepting jobs. I'm like, pops, nigga, sit the fuck down. Somewhere. That's crazy. Take some time off at least. I'm like, blood, like he retired, but he didn't retire. But he's he retired because my mom retired. Mm-hmm. My mom, my mom worked for the school district. So she retired at 60. Uh, she retired like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she got her whole shit. So my, once my mom retired, my dad was like, ah, I might retire. This nigga gave it one more year. I'm like, all right, nigga, I'm retired now too. So for maybe like a year, he didn't work as much. And mm-hmm. they went like traveling and shit like that. They went like Mexico, Hawaii. They went to a bunch, bunch of places, fucking New York, fucking them niggas took like a whole year off and just started going different places. That's dope, like, though, that's as dope. you should. That's dope. <laughs> that's what I'm like now, you guys are like now that their kids are older, they're finally able to venture out and you know enjoy their life type shit. That's, right. man, that's, that's dope. I, I was I was loving to see that shit. But then as soon as my dad got back from that first year of of that shit, like he was like like something in him, like I got still got to go back and hustle, but I'm like. Nigga, you're good, pops. Man. You got your VA coming in now, but you know, just relax, nigga. He was like, <laughs> like, buddy, look, look at this. And he was so be like text messages and phone calls and just different work that people have been trying to get him to do, and he has been denying it. But something in him was like, but I gotta go get this money. Mm. Oh man, like pop just case him. Like, nigga, you just recovered to where all you gotta do is walk with a cane now, but like now he walks with a cane. At mm. first, he had to do the little scooter shit, but where he yeah, put yeah. his knee in the bench, in, in his bench and then start going, but scoot like, around. You just got off the scooter, but like <laughs> give yourself a couple months, like blood. You still wore orthopedic shoes with the, with the cushion <laughs> in them, but like. All right, let me ask you this one last question. Yeah. So you you're black. I don't. I'm, I mean, people don't know this. People Mostly. might not know this from from hearing hearing you speak. <laughs> <laughs> But being in the restaurant industry in San Diego, it's like yeah. mostly Latino. It's mostly Definitely. Chicano. Definitely. And, and like even like most of the most of like the sous chefs and chefs are like it's still it's still like a lot of white people in charge. Definitely. So what's it like like coming up in that environment? Weird as shit. Um my son, this nigga want a mango and shit, <laughs> that's the Mexican in them. Uh, <laughs> Mango, mangoes are the best fruit. <laughs> yeah, I know you too. <laughs> but uh nah, definitely it is it's definitely um it's definitely weird. It's it's, it's at first it was kind of weird, but then I got kind of used to being like the only the only nigga around, you feel me? Like mm-hmm. which is which is kind of weird to say, but but like but like you said, and like in our industry it's not that much, especially once you start looking higher up. Right. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of African American chefs, not a lot of people in authority, you know, African American like that. But so it's like a lot of times they were kind of like second guessing me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. It's got it's been a lot of times where I've had to like prove myself to where like not prove myself, but like once I start working and start just going through my everyday routine type shit, mm-hmm. like and they see I know how to do my shit, then like 
then they'll get off of me like, oh, okay, well, he's in this position because he knows what he's doing type shit. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, no, he's not just in here because we need to make our uh, monthly quota of niggas in this, in the company. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but uh, like <laughs> for a long time, bro, like even at the patio, but until Goldfinch opened up, mm-hmm. I was the only black person at in, in, in patio. I was right. the only nigga in the kitchen. Then Goldfinch opened up. That's when we started getting more. That's when I'm like, oh, my people, you feel me? Like, I, Brian came through, uh, Trinell, Blair, dumbass, oh, yeah, yeah. fire. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid motherfucker came through, blood. <laughs> well, that was like the um, first, that was the first restaurant. And I, I had been in the industry for like 13 years. That was the first restaurant where I had worked with more than one black More person. than one, bro. Yeah. Like, because even when I was in my internships, like, the only one that I had one other where there was African-American dude in charge was the barbecue pit. Mm-hmm. And he had been working at the barbecue pit since they opened type shit, bro. So he got like he he earned his position. And the only other time I seen some black dude there was when he would bring someone in to bust tables and shit because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. people would call off shifts and he would just bring in like one of his nephews or some shit to come bust, bust to work a shift and get some money type shit. Right. right. So, yeah, terror. Restaurant, I was with mostly Latinos. I was the only black guy in there because, you know, with the internship at Burger Lounge, I was definitely the only nigga over there. Oh, yeah, for Kensington, sure. Uh, normal mm-hmm. heights, nigga. I was definitely the only nigga. I was at the bus stop and they was looking at me funny. <laughs> but, so, and then, you know, uh, Petco, Petco had a good diversity of people in that motherfucker. Not, not higher up, but as far as like the workers and shit like that. It was a nice diversity of people there, but yeah, like I said, I, yeah, it's something different, bro. Because like I said, they're not they're not kind of used to one of us being up there like that too, bro. So it's something that, like they got to get used to type shit too, bro. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's definitely a different culture shock for them motherfuckers, definitely, bro. It's I think it's kind of cool, bro, because like a lot of the a lot of the people, like a lot of the regular ones that's not higher up and part of like the management team. Mm-hmm. They kind of come venture to me, like they come and chop it up with me, but because they feel like more comfortable talking with me than right. one of the other dudes. You feel me? Because they're like, I don't know, maybe like, oh, it's the yeah, young nigga. He got already gonna understand, but it's like my thing is like I've already been, I've been, I was just in that position type shit. You feel me? To where mm-hmm. like, like I just, I was just in that struggle type shit. So I, I know where you're coming from. All uh, these higher ups have been in their position so long, they don't even come out their office to come speak to niggas. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm intermingling with the people. I'm like Nipsey Blood. I'm in. I'm in. I'm not like Blood, but you know, like how Blood was in, in the was in, in the, the streets. Yeah, you know, was in the streets. Blood, you know, it can't nobody take that from Blood. Like he was in the fields with them niggas, but and that's how like I'm in, bro. Like I'm really in the fields with my people. Like so, you know, it's it's weird to get adapted to Blood, but like I'm one of those people where my work speaks for itself, so, right? Once you see me work and once you see the shit that I can produce, it's like, all right, that's why blood guy hit shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I've I'm nigga, I'm like being African American, bro. I've I've had to prove myself my whole fucking life, bro. So it's not nothing I'm not used to, bro. Like right. nigga growing up, I've always had to prove myself to niggas, but and then once they see it, but people then came apologize to me before about shit, bro. To like nigga, I nigga, I thought you was just you feel me just some nigga you really know what you're doing type <laughs> shit but like yeah nigga <laughs> well that's crazy though because it's like yeah, it's it's crazy bro it's the, the stereotypes is real but like 
a lot of the motherfuckers might think it's just like some by the book shit, bro. But like, nigga, like stereotypes, nigga, fucking shit, prejudgment, bro. Like, yeah, I have people look me up and down, like, you're the chef? Like, yeah, nigga. Bro, I'm this <laughs> executive chef, Augustine, right here, bro. Like, like people walk in my kitchen a couple of times where I'm have to be like, hey, like, how you doing? Chef Augustine, nice to meet you. What can I help you with, bro? Like, oh, you're the chef. Yeah, nigga, I'm the chef, bro. So it's like, that's like it, bro. Being a, being a nigga in America, bro, it's, it's kind of like, bro, it's hard to say, bro, but it, it gets kind of used to, like, the, 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 the prejudgment and shit like that. But, like, when I start a new gig, I'm like, I'm already knowing, like, all right, here we go again, blood. I got to prove myself to another batch of motherfuckers, blood. Work so, twice as hard to get the same three result? Three times as hard. Because, as a matter of fact, that's how I was at um at patio. Remember at patio, but once John left, mm-hmm. every, nigga, we had what like six different executive chefs in that at, motherfucker. Bro? At least, so at least, I had to, it was like because when John left, they were going to make me a sous chef. Then oh, really? Left. Yes, I already had to. I had to. I had the conversation with Blood and everything to where they were going to make me a sous chef. Carlos was in his office, but pushing that nigga every time. Carlos, mm-hmm. that's why I fuck with Carlos, but because he wanted me on the chef squad. You mm-hmm. So he was trying to push for my shit. So Carlos left. I mean, so John left. And then after John left, Carlos ended up leaving too. So mm-hmm. once that new guy came, it was like, you feel me? Like, it was like, but I had to basically prove myself to that nigga all over again type shit, right? It's like starting at the bottom all over. Exactly. So I'm proving myself to Bud. You know, he could see my work. He see my work and shit like that. Then he was, then he mentioned it. Then this nigga ends up leaving. So I got to prove myself to a whole new nigga, but I had to do that shit, what, like six times? At least. To the point where it was like, once Dre got in that position, I'm like, and I'm thinking he going to give it to me because we didn't already work side by side and shit like that. Right. But at first, I kind of resented him for it because he was like, he's like, oh, I don't think you're ready. I'm like, bitch ass me, you don't think I'm ready, but you can see, look at what the fuck? All your chefs come to me for recipes and how to do shit. You don't think I'm fucking, what the fuck you don't think I'm ready? Like, well, to be honest, I'm, we can't give you the sous chef right now. And our highest paid line cook at the time was 16. So, uh, like, unless you can come work for us full time and not go to the Petco no more, then I'm like, 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 honestly, I think you should venture out. But I'm like, I told him, I'm like, man, if I don't get, my my bump here or promotion here, then I'm I'm gonna have to you know visit my options other places. Right. He was like, I don't think that's a bad idea. And at first, I'm like, oh, blood just told me to like he don't need me no more. All right, fuck you, bitch ass nigga, I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> but now looking back at it, he wanted me to like venture out and to see what else was out there type shit, not just get stuck in the patio ways, but because I was already at patio. At the time before they promoted me, I was I was going to promote me. I was I would I would have been there for what six years. Mm. So he was like, you know, you got to get out and, and and kind of venture out more. And looking like in the moment, I'm like, oh well, fuck this. I mean, he don't he don't see my worth for this company. He don't want me here no more. Anyways, I'm out of here. But mm. and but now looking back, I'm glad I took that step out of the patio because it it broadened my horizons type shit. You know? Right. So. You know, it opened you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't be where you are right now. Exactly, bro. If I was still at the patio, but I'll probably still, I'll probably be alky, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be a straight alky, but y'all niggas would be like, Jay, what's wrong with this? <laughs> You'd be like that old boxer dude. I forgot what his name was. <laughs> what was his said, name? Who? The old boxer dude. Who are you talking about? Uh, the one that was drinking all the time. 
that he worked oh. pantry at the patio. <laughs> then he worked at Petco, and he he would never stop drinking. Uh, OG blood. Uh, yeah, fucking light skin dude. Yeah, Ball head. Yeah. yeah, that's my nigga blood. I can't, I'm not gonna say his name either, but but Alki blood. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, Alki. We were just talking about him. We were just talking about him last night. Yeah, oh, he had, wait, uh, he he was the one. He worked with you. Yes, that's oh, the nigga okay. got. He he got hired at. Um, we met him at patio. I mean Petco. He was started working for the patio at Petco. Then I forgot what chef it was at the time. It was the big. It was the big motherfucker, and he ended up bringing him from um from Petco. No, Dre. Dre ended up bringing him from Petco. To patio on GoFinch. And yeah. I mean, hopefully now he got his life together, blood. But yeah, that nigga right there, blood. Probably not. Blood. He loves alcohol way too much. This nigga drinks until he passes out, blood. <laughs> like, nigga, I ain't never drunk with nobody until I drunk with that nigga, blood. I know, one time, nigga, he was in my kitchen. We was, this was my first Comic Con I ever worked at Petco, right? Uh huh. We was in there, nigga. We was the guy. We must have snuck in the little jungle juice. You know how we mix the little Gatorade <laughs> with the with the with the yak, blood. So we snuck in the jungle juice. We was already drinking all day long, blood. Right? <clears throat> Gets all. We get off of work. It's maybe like four or five o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Downtown packed, full of bitches, cause it's fucking co- uh, goddamn Comic Con. Bitches in different uh, costumes, everything, right? Right. So me and this nigga looking at each other. I'm like. But I still got like a half a bottle in my backpack, nigga. And then, uh, the big hubby, the other big dude, he was like, I ain't fucking with y'all, niggas. But I said, what's up, bro? I'm like, nigga, come on, man. Just, let's just finish this. This is going to be the last one, but He was like, I'm not fucking with y'all, niggas. But he was like, all right, nigga. So me and the partner, me and that nigga, we just started drinking on that shit now, just walking around downtown, popping that bitches. Then we ended up walking from Petco all the way down to Chris. It's like on seventh and like before you get to Broadway, it's like oh. a little market. Okay, it's a yeah. liquor, pizza, oh, like little pre-made meals, oh, yeah, and all yeah. that uh, shit like uh-huh. that. So we walk from Petco all the way down there. By the time we get down there, the bottles are gone. He's like, <laughs> "Nigga, you want to get another one? <laughs> another one, blood?" He's like, "Fuck it, young blood, it's on me." I said, "God damn it!" <laughs> so he went in there, gets a whole fifth, right? Mm. It's a fifth. I buy the orange juice, nigga. So we in there, uh, yeah, orange juice. So we in there pouring the shit down, nigga, and start walking around some more, blood, right? So we walk from Chris back over to where where goddamn Petco was, bro, where Tent Fish was at, right? Uh-huh. By the time we get over there, the bottle's already about damn near, damn near a quarter. We only got a little bit left, nigga. We was in that mother. We was drinking, blood. You mm. feel me? So we get there, and this nigga's trying to start ordering beers at the fucking tent fish. I said, blood, I need water, nigga. <laughs> Fuck a beer, blood. Give me some fucking water, blood. He's like, there's water in the beer. And I'm like, nigga. <laughs> so, blood, this nigga's in there. I let him drink his beer, nigga. I'm trying to drink some water and shit, nigga. I'm like, but I need some awa in my system, blood. And then fucking. So we leave there, and we end up going to, this is the time where the crazy goose was still open remember i took you over to the crazy goose to meet that one chef, the uh, I think, chef? yeah yeah yeah. uh so this is what the time that where the crazy goose was still open where coin op is now right oh so yeah okay over there by crazy goose and shit right so by mm. the time we get there we had already killed the bottle nigga right so that's two bottles done right so we get inside crazy goose and then the dude end up giving us two beers two ipas blood nine percent uh. one of them scoping jones blood right, right. 
fuck, nigga, all right, blood, I ain't gonna turn it down. Nigga. I was like, I'm still trying to keep my keep my posture, but blood can tell I'm sauce because I start, I'm, nigga, I'm just fucking just talking my ass off, nigga. You're like, oh, that's the most you've never talked, nigga. I'm like, <laughs> so this nigga, my dumbass went to try and hit my two step, right? Mm. I went to went to hit the two step. I went to dive. Mr. Went down, blood. And once I bumped down, nigga, I went all the way down, bro. Fucking <laughs> I said, oh, no. I ain't never been too soft, so I can't hit the two-step, blood. Oh, this, <laughs> this is crazy. So, so, so we leave there. We end up drinking two scopings in that motherfucker, bro. I'm, nigga, I leave there. I'm toasted, bro. And this nigga was trying to keep going, bro. He was like, but I'm going to get a little pint. I'm like, nigga, you going to drink that by your fucking self. I'm not drinking no more. That's when I seen the big homie down there. And so we go over there to the big homie. And when I was telling you about last night where this nigga just hang out most of the time, he in that little same spot. He going to like two little clubs right there. But for the most part, he outside just roasted niggas. But mm. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of them OG niggas that just post up. Everybody know them, so they come migrate to blood, and we just out on the block the whole time to the roasting blood. Mm-hmm. So he's in the same spot all the time. So I'm like, all right, blood, big homie gonna be in this spot. So I go over there and see him. What's up, huh? So he's like, oh, blood, what's up, nigga? You out here looking, you out here down bad, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> Before I could even say that to him, blood, I just, I just walk up to him, blood, just shake his hand and just. Oh, what's up? Uh, it's like, God damn, blood. He was out here down bad, nigga. And he was a turk. And see, he see, he see, uh, he see, he see, he see that nigga struggling, blood coming up. He was like, oh, this nigga, blood, ball head. This, oh, so he, he started getting on this nigga, blood. Because he had met him one once before already. He uh, was kind of sober. He was still kind of. He was on some quiet shit, trying to like peep the scene. Like Blood was like a secret agent man or something. <laughs> but so that's what Blood started calling him. Blood, we got top flight security secret agent nigga over here. Blood just just scoping scenes and shit, not talking. Blood. And so this time he seen him, and he was all sauced and shit. And was like, oh, this nigga, Blood, we got this nigga. So he started roasting the shit. This nigga, bro, we out there for like ten minutes, and he over there trying to drink some more to the point where this nigga had to like sit on the curb. And Blood's like. On the curb, back against the wall, like nigga sauce. Like <laughs> the big homie, and he seen me just like swaying. Now I'm, I'm, in, I'm just in one spot, nigga. But I'm just like swaying side <laughs> to side, but he like y'all niggas is out here sauce, bro. I said, I said big homie, but we didn't been out since five o'clock, nigga. But it's like eleven right now, nigga. We've been drinking this whole fucking time, but y'all nigga, I gotta get you niggas off the street, but. <laughs> <laughs> So this nigga ended up giving one of the little partners. He was he was about to leave, so he ended up giving us a ride back to Southeast and shit. But nigga, even that whole next day, bro, I woke up and I was still so full of liquor, blood. I tried to drink water, nigga. I tried to go in there and drink a whole cup of water, blood. Did not work, nigga. I threw that whole water, threw all that shit up because I chugged the water, right? I'm laying back on my bed. I'm like, fuck, but I'm trying to sober up. I had to go pick up my son, nigga. So I'm like, Fuck, I gotta go get my son. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm trying to sober up. Nigga, my mom just gets home and shit, nigga. Cause this is when I was staying at their house for a little bit. So I go, I go, my mom see me and she like, You all right, son? I'm all right, mama. Don't worry. <laughs> lying to your mama. <laughs> yeah, lying my ass off, nigga. <laughs> so I'm in there trying to throw water on my face. I took a try to take a shower, blood. I get out the shower. I'm still fucking sauce, blood. I'm like, this shit gotta be fucking a fucking dream, right? But I just remember, I'm like, oh, shit. 
OGs in the garage, blood, because I made this nigga sleep in the garage. I'm like, but you're not going nowhere, nigga. Just, just go in the garage, nigga. Mm. So I go in the garage and this nigga's gone, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, bro. Where's this nigga? At? We in South, we in Southeast, nigga, on right on Skyline Drive. Nigga, I'm like, bro, this nigga cannot be walking around this motherfucker just, just because, you feel me? Right. And this goofy ass nigga walk from my from my pad all the way to Moonlight Liquor. Mind you, Moonlight Liquor is one of the hoodest liquor stores in Southeast on Skyline, bro. Mm-hmm. So like nigga. Everybody active goes to that store, bro. So it's like that's one of those stores where you you in and out, and if you don't know nobody in that area, blood don't stop in that area type shit, bro. Right. This goofy ass nigga walks from my house all the way up to Moonlight, blood. So I'm like, I call him, blood. I said, where, where you at? Oh, nigga, I'm already starting back up again, blood. I am <laughs> moonlight, got two shots in the beer, bro. I said, nigga, you back drinking, blood? I, my, sister, my stomach is hurt right now, nigga. What you mean, you drinking again, nigga? Well, he's and a professional. Blood is a professional. He said, nigga, I was just sleeping in the bush the other night. Nigga, you don't think I'm used to this shit? I said, fuck, blood. Nigga, I'm so hurt, nigga. I had to get my mom to give me a ride. To go to my baby mom house to pick up my son, blood. I wasn't feeling back right until I got back home, nigga. You feel me? From that ride of getting my son. Once we got in the house, then I felt better. But nigga, I was nigga, I couldn't drive, bro. Like I had so much liquor in me where I couldn't get back up and operate my vehicle, blood. Cause nigga, I probably would have got another DOI at that point, nigga. You know, that nigga can drink, nigga. And working with blood, that's why I'm like, nigga, that's why I turned it. I said I turned it to a low key. I'll get blood to where if I was still working at patio and pet coat, nigga, blood, I'll probably be thin as a motherfucker right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, that was my times where I was like a functioning alky, bro. Like, I was training food at, at pet coat, blood. I was training food. For liquor, blood. So the bartenders <laughs> would come and bring us liquor, and we would give them free food, blood. So they was giving us Coca Cola cups, nigga, ice and liquor, nigga. No, no Coke, no Sprite, <laughs> no, no juice, nigga. No, ice no, and fucking liquor, blood. No mixer whatsoever. No mixer, blood. <laughs> Just straight liquor, nigga. I'm in that motherfucker. Toe back, nigga. Oh man, I yeah, man. Well, Petco was Petco was fun, bro. Working there, bro. That was like that was like. Those three years were like some of the most fun, some of the most bitches I had in my life, nigga. Just working there, bro. Just, just, bruh. And I was barely even trying there, too, nigga. I don't know if it was just about aura or, or what, nigga, but I was, nigga. I didn't want to go, but I had to go for my career change type shit. But like, if I, like, it was like you said, if I would have stayed working patio, petco, but I want to be where I'm at right now. You feel me? I had to make that, 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 that grown-up decision for me and my little nigga you feel me like because even though it was fun it was the less i wasn't spending as much time with him as i wanted to type shit because i was working so many fucking hours but like mm-hmm. i was working i was when i would go to peck to patio six o'clock in the morning so from six to two i'm at patio and i get a 30 minute break in between because i don't got no six to one thirty that's when i was leaving early oh yeah six to one thirty at patio i get my 30 minute break but my really my 30 minute break is is driving from Washington mm. Street to downtown. Mm. <laughs> I start there at two o'clock. Nigga. I'm clocking in, working that whole shift. And I'm working that one from two to ten thirty. You feel me? Mm. And then hanging out with them niggas after work, not getting home until two o'clock in the morning. 
three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Right. And having to wake wake right back up at five o'clock to go <laughs> and make sure I'm at at work on time, which I was never on time, but I at least, at least had to make sure I was there by six thirty seven. You feel me? So right. Nay, I was getting bro, nigga. I was sleeping four hours, but like drinking, smoking, all all in between that motherfucker. Good thing I didn't do any other drugs, but you know what I mean? <laughs> because. Uh, yeah, it was just fruits and alcohol, but man, that was that was I was keeping me going, but <laughs> and rock stars, <laughs> <laughs> the chemicals. My body about to give out on me, blood. <laughs> I think we'll end on that. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, shit, man, just check me out, bro. Dago Smooth's on Instagram. Uh, I got my chef and page on there too, but I might be. I'm in the, I'm in the in the stages of switching up my name, but right now it's uh, Good Eating underscore Chef Smooth. I'll put I'll uh, put I'll put both of them in the description. So yeah, check me out, blood. I got a line of seasonings about to drop, so you feel me? Fuck with me. Oh shit. Yeah, I've got three of them. I've been working on blood, so my partner right now. Dude, the only thing I waiting on is my logo to get finished for the season. But mm-hmm. check me out, blood. I'm gonna be on Amazon, hopefully in the grocery store near you one day, blood. So oh, hopefully, know, fuck with me. Yeah, private chef too. So tap in with me if you can got some party. I come through and cook you and your you and your girl some food. I'll make sure I leave so I don't steal your girl. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fuck with me, bro. All right, Doug. <laughs> All right, bro. Appreciate you having me, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Thanks yes, for coming. Sir. Yes, sir. All right, done.